It's as close to time travel as we're gonna get. This week in music history with Marty Miller. Hello there, boys and girls. My goodness, we've had quite the week of weather in dear old Ireland. So here we are, right? It's October, and one day last week we had 22 degrees, and then it fell to about 3 degrees overnight, and then we're getting daytime temperatures of about 10. Of course, there's nothing wrong with the world. Let's do some time travel. Let's go back in music history. Over the last number of years to God knows when, but we're looking at the week of October 16th to 20th. This was the week in music history. Oh my goodness, it's such a great story of rock and roll excess from the Stones camp regarding their saxophonist Bobby Keys in 1973. Now, Bobby Keys... Played sax for Elvis on Return to Sender. Uh-huh. Al Green took a shower he'll never forget this week in 1974 and think of that shower scene from Psycho. Well, I don't want to feel accomplished, like I've accomplished everything and so I don't have nothing to worry about. And a bit of Elvis's hair sells for a lot of money. We believe that it's from the US Army haircut. All of that over the next 10 minutes or so. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1972, Creedence Clearwater Revival called it a day, following the failure of their most recent album, the Mardi Gras album. John's brother Tom Fogarty died in September of 1990, and the others, Doug and Stu, had been touring as Creedence Clearwater revisited. Meanwhile, John Fogarty, though, he realises... Well, there's better things in life. The most important thing in life is love, finding love. And I found love. um, And I realized that that's the most valuable thing that, for me, that that I desire. And I dare say probably for everybody in the world. So worrying over all the things that went wrong that have something to do with, you know, material things. While, yes, they are important, it's not that end of the world for me because I have what is really important. You know, every day when I wake up, I can look at her and realize that I, I'm a winner. It was this week in 2006 that the legendary New York club CBGB closed for the very final time. This was the place credited with discovering Patti Smith, the Ramones, Talking Heads, Blondie. In fact, Patti Smith was the very last one to play there. Clem Burke, drummer with Blondie, he remembers what about CBGB? What was great about CBGB was the payphone. The great thing to do, like when we were in Europe, we would call collect. You know, we reverse reverse charges yeah. to the payphone at yeah. Phoebe's. Yeah. And of course, back in the day, okay, uh, collect call from uh, blah blah blah, and it would and someone would be at the other end and pick it up and accept the charges. But because <laughs> it was a payphone, no one was paying. This is an amazing story of rock and roll excess. 1973, the Rolling Stones are playing in Brussels, but saxophonist Bobby Keys doesn't show up for the gig, which resulted in him being kicked out of the band, more or less, not allowed on future tours by Mick Jagger. Now, this lasted until about 1989. Of course, Bobby Keys is gone now. The story goes that Bobby missed the gig due to him filling a hotel bathtub with Dom Perignon champagne, drinking most of it, with female company in the bath with him. Played sax for Elvis on Return to Sender. Bobby's delivery is uh, more guitar-like than any other horn man I know. We had to find a rocker, you know, and he was the only one. Moves 
plays the saxophone in one giant swagger. He has that looseness about the rock and roll. He knows how to roll. 2005, Freddie Mercury's one and only car, the 1974 Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow failed to sell on an eBay auction. Why not? Well, it didn't meet its reserve price. It had been put up on the site by his sister, Kashmira Cook, who had inherited the car from him. And that car played quite a role in Queen history, actually. It was a freezing cold day and we were all there and Freddie upstaged everybody by arriving in his brand new roller, which we also felt he couldn't probably afford. Freddie insisted that we sign the contracts, all of us together, in the back of his roller because this was the first roles he'd ever owned. Mad stuff from 1974 when the Reverend Al Green was taking a shower at his house in Memphis when his ex-girlfriend, Mary Woodson, burst in and poured boiling hot oil all over him. She then, very sadly, took her own life. Al Green suffered second-degree burns in that attack. Mind you, one for always looking on the positive side of life. Well, I don't want to feel accomplished, like I've accomplished everything and so I don't have nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. No, you got to stay hungry all the time. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. In 1989 this week, uh, during a show in Los Angeles at the Coliseum there in California, Guns N' Roses, opening for the Rolling Stones, announced that it would be the last Guns N' Roses concert ever unless certain band members got it together. At one point, Rose slipped and fell off the stage. Then when they returned for an encore, Rose went into another tirade. Apparently very angry, he said, quote, Unless certain people in this band start getting their act together, this is going to be the last Guns N' Roses show. I'm sick and tired of too many people in this organization dancing with Mr. Brownstone. It's a reference to a drug song on the Guns' debut album. Sources close to Guns N' Roses say the group probably will play the remaining three L.A. shows with the Stones, but they point out that the band's guitarist, Slash, has been playing erratically of late, and that after the Stones' date, the future of Guns N' Roses is very much up in the air. 2007, and Johnny Marr of the Smiths was made a visiting professor of music at the University of Salford in Manchester. He would give online classes. Hi, I'm Johnny Marr. How are you doing? Hope everyone's all right. The song that I'm going to play is uh, Headmaster Ritual by the Smiths. Um, some of you may know it, some may not. It's in a tuning, it's in an open E tuning. Which means that your bottom E stays as it is, your A goes up to B, your D goes up to E, G goes up to G sharp, B and E stay the same. In 2009 this week, a clump of hair believed to have been trimmed from Elvis Presley's head when he joined the US Army in 1958, sold for how much? $15,000. We believe that it's from the US Army haircut, and we did show images of it to a hair authenticator who had compared it to his hair from that same haircut, which he knows is from that haircut. And he said it was similar in coarseness and color. So we believe that it is from that, since that would have been an iconic you know, time that, that Gary could have received a large amount of Elvis's hair. This Week in Music History, the podcast. 1962, a song that was banned by the BBC. Why? Well, it was deemed offensive, but it was number one on the US singles chart and became a number three hit in the UK as well, eventually. Very Halloweeny and of the time of year, Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crip Kickers doing the Monster Mash. It is the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. 
It was a graveyard smash. This week in music history with Marty Miller. In 1977 this week, the guitarist Steve Gaines, the lead singer Ronnie Van Zant, and backup singer Cassie Gaines, all of Leonard Skinnerd, were killed when the band's plane crashed. The plane then impacted the ground and skidded another 140 feet. The wings were torn off and the cockpit smashed into a tree, killing McCreary and his co-pilot, William Gray. The fuselage broke off and the top of the plane tore open, throwing people out. The remains of the plane finally slid to a stop in a swampy, wooded area. Finally, in 2018, Tom Petty got his own park in Gainesville in Florida. Tom Petty Park was announced on what would have been his 68th birthday. Right now we're at the Tom Petty Park here in Gainesville. Tom Petty grew up about two blocks down the road from right here. It's just a park, but there are a few things that say Tom Petty on it, like this sign. Aside from the name, there really isn't anything else here other than baseball fields and tennis courts. But there are a few signs that do say Tom Petty on it. So and that is a look at this week in music history. We've time traveled over the last few minutes from October 16th until 20th. My name is Marty Miller. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Do subscribe and remember to pass it on to your friends too, because as I've said time and time again, we need the numbers. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This week in music history, the podcast.